0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen. All right, church, get your Bibles out. Let's take a look in the scripture. John one one. We need to get started right away. Kicking off a series starting the new year off I always I'm asking God what would you have us do Lord before every series and here's what I want you to know it's not ever random we just don't determine things randomly Sunday and Wednesday we really feel God gives us a plan and a purpose and here's why because we're not here on the planet just for church attendance we're here to grow we're here for spiritual growth amen and so I believe that church is for our spiritual journey And so God gives us a series or things to speak on, to share with all of you that's going to help you and I grow if we'll embrace it, receive it, and then activate it in our life. And so I want to encourage you, I'm really excited about this year, and so we're starting off a series to help all of us grow spiritually. And the reason why that's important is because you and I are spiritual beings. You need to understand that. So when we come to church and we engage with God spiritually, or or at home, we engage with God spiritually, we can grow. And so our goal is not church attendance as much as it is spiritual growth. Now, having said that, church attendance helps with your spiritual growth. And so I want to say this, and I want you to hear it as being your pastor here and that we are all spiritual beings. If you want this to be the best year ever, 2017 to be the best year of your life, it has to be the best year of your life spiritually first. That is just long, that's just how it works. It is impossible to do it any other way because you're a spirit being. And so as that spirit being, the best way, the best year for you and I is to grow spiritually. So that's the hope for every year. At the end of the year, let me say this. At the end of the year, if you look back and you don't feel that you grew spiritually, then go find another church and tell me I'll go with you. <laughs> because I'm not just here for meetings. I'm here to grow. I'm here to grow in the things of God. And so you need to hear the word, you need to apply it to your life. And so we're kicking off our series called He Said. We're looking in the scripture, what God said. Because we say all the time here at Tree of Life, let's look into the word. Get your Bibles out. Let's see what the Bible says. We believe that the Bible is the word, word, God's word, it's his life given to you and I. And that we can apply it to our life and find the blessings that he always intended for you and I. In fact, this month is important for us to engage not only in the scripture, but we're engaging in another spiritual discipline, prayer. We're positioning ourselves for an amazing year. Not only are we having church the first day of the year, because we believe in the principle of the first, and I love it that it's on January 1 is a Sunday, so we're giving God the first day of the year. We're giving Him the first day of the week, first day of the month. We're giving Him the first. God honors when we give Him the first. So I'm super excited about this year. Also, as you saw in the announcements, that we're having a time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. So we're setting aside time that we can go in a little further in our relationship and communication with God, and we're positioning ourselves for all that God has. So this month, we're looking into the Word to embrace His Word and embrace prayer in a greater measure. Now, prayer, of course, we know is talking to God, but the Bible is God talking to us. In fact, let me say this. I don't know if you'll agree with me or this. That's okay, but let me say this. If there is only one spiritual discipline that you could follow, if you had to give everything else up and only do one, it would be getting the Word of God. The Word of God is more important than worship and is more important than prayer. It's more important than anything else. It is the Word. It's what we base our life upon. We're going to look at that this morning. So John 1-1 is our starting point. We're going to look at this for the month. Here's Here's the Scripture. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. Listen, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was Oh my gosh, I thought it was just the Bible. (laughs) No, it's God. Come on, that ought to put it on a, I'm going to amen myself on that one. Amen, Don, good job. Right, thank you. All right. Hey, the Bible's God. That puts everything in a different perspective. I mean, some of us have a struggle with, I just don't have time to read the Bible, I don't have time to do this. Can I just say this word? The Bible's God. God calls himself the Word. God calls himself the Word. Before there was a printed page, God called himself the Word. You want to get closer to God, you need to get closer to the Word. You need to find time for the Bible. I mean, I'm just telling you, you need to find time. I'm just going to go to church, and I'm just going to, no, you got to get in the Word of God because we want to get closer to God. And so that's our goal, and we want to learn how to do that and walk in that. Let me go ahead and finish out this passage for you. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. God calls himself the Word. The Bible is God. So if you want to get to know God, you have to get to know your Bible. But I know it's hard sometimes. Reading some of that stuff, it's hard. doesn't make sense sometimes. God knew it would be challenging at times. So Jesus says, hey, I'm going to come to the earth And I'm going to preach the word of God, and I'm going to live the word of God. I'm going to be an example so you can understand it a little bit better. Aren't you glad for Jesus? You looked at Jesus. In fact, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you'll understand and follow me and my example, my teachings, you'll know God better. That's what he says. So John 1, 14 says this, and the word became flesh, the word God becoming flesh is whom Jesus So Jesus came and made his dwelling among us, and we've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the Father, full of grace and mercy. The word became a person, Jesus, and so that's our goal, is to learn it, love it, and live it, because it is what we need for life. That's the goal for these next four weeks. But Jesus makes a lot of claim in the word, uh, sharing things, uh, living as an example. Let's take a look at John six sixty-three. Here's what he says about the word. The words I have spoken to you, they're full of the spirit, capital S, and life, the spirit and life. That word spirit there, when you look in the scripture, it's from the Greek. The New Testament is written in Greek. And so you have to, sometimes you need to go back to the original language to fully understand a word because sometimes when a word is translated, there's not a good English word for it. So the translators just kind of throw a word in there. Spirit really is not the best word for this word. In fact, if you go back to the Greek language, it's the word pneuma. P-N-E-U-M-A, pneuma. And pneuma literally means God speaks or God breathes. And really what it means is when God speaks, it's the breath of God and and the power of God. So when he says something or when he says the word, when we see the word, he also sends the power to fulfill what he said. Listen, so when you read the word of God, it's God breathed, meaning... It's the breath of God. Not only is it a word, it's a word that has the power to fulfill it. With it comes the power. With the Bible comes the power to fulfill it. Can I tell you that means the Bible is alive. The Bible's alive. It's not just some historical document or a collection of writings from men or some moral code to follow. It is the breath of God, which is a word for life and the power to fulfill it together. It's amazing. The Bible's alive. The Bible's God, and God is alive. Amen? I love that. I love that idea. And that's what makes the book alive. It's God breathed. Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God is alive and active. Alive and active. Now listen to this. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. What that means is in relation to the Bible is alive, it means it is at working on you. It works on you. It's doing surgery on you. It's it's healing you. It's bringing change. It's addressing all the areas of your life because the Bible is the word of God, God himself, and has the power to change you. So when you're in the word, it will come in and do surgery on you. It'll bring healing to you. It'll reveal attitudes. It'll spirit, soul, and body. That's what it says right there. The power of being in the word of God, the power of being in the scripture, God breathed and has the power to fulfill it. it. It'll help you. So you don't just get information, you get the power to do the information. And so we want the Bible to come alive in our life. Amen? Hey, listen, if 2017 is going to be your best year ever, it'll be your best year in the Word ever. And we're not talking about just checking something off a to-do list. We'll get to that. We're talking about really digging into the Word of God because, listen, again, let's put it in proper perspective. The Bible is God Himself. Well, I'm just going to spend time with God. Okay, where's your Bible? <laughs> right? And so we'll talk about some of that today. We're going to help you. want you to grow spiritually. want you to grow spiritually. In order for the Bible to come alive, there's a couple things that we need to understand. Number one, faith activates the word. You need to understand faith activates the word. When you're in the word of God for it to come alive, faith activates the word. Faith causes the Bible to come alive. Faith or belief in God activates what you read. Not only do we, oh, I believe God. Well, then you need to believe his word because they're one and the same. I believe God, but I'm over here, I'm not really, I'm not having a hard, the scripture you gave me, Pastor, they are one and the same, but we need faith, we need to trust God. If we can trust God, we can trust his word, amen? We can believe God, we can believe his word, because they're one and the same. So, let's take a look at that for a second. We need to be able to uh, have our faith activated when we read the word of God. Hebrews 4.2 says this, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, so we're hearing the gospel preached, but the word which they heard did not profit them. It didn't do them any good. Why? Because it wasn't being mixed with faith in those who heard it, and that's where a lot of us live. We're reading the, reading the Bible, but it's not doing anything for me. I thought it was gonna change my life. Well, yeah, if you mix faith with it, if you believe it, if you trust it like you do God, If you see it, value it that way. It's not just a book that you'll get off the shelf and read it. It's spending time with God himself and you gotta get that trust, that faith to come alive that you're gonna trust and believe the word of God. As the Bible here says, even back in that day, there's people reading it, but it's like not doing them any good and it's because they're not mixing faith. They're not believing the word of God like they would believe God himself. They're not trusting the power of the word. They're not trusting the validity of the word of God. So you need to mix faith with it. You need to mix faith with it. So what do, I, what do we do if we say I'm struggling with my faith then? I, I'm, I'm having a hard time then with my faith. Okay. Then you need this. You need revelation. Revelation activates your faith. Revelation activates your faith. If you want your faith to come alive, to believe what you're reading, this has to happen. You need it to go, oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it now. Oh, my gosh, I didn't see that before. But, man, that just makes sense to me. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've read scripture over and over and over again. And one day I'll open up my Bible and read a passage and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I never saw that before. That's awesome. You know what you're getting? You're getting revelation. You're getting the the reality of it's true and it works and you're understanding it. It's important to have revelation of the word in our life because revelation activates our faith. Now listen for a minute. When I talk about getting revelation, we talk about revelation of the word. There are two words for the word Word. Did you get that? There are two words for the word word. The first one is logos. Looking at the Greek. Logos in the Greek means written word. And unfortunately, many of us just camp out right there. It's all it is to us is just written word. I'm reading words on a page. There's another word that's talking about revelation. That's the word rhema. Rhema is another word in the Greek for the word word. And when when the word rhema is used here, we'll see it in the scripture in just a moment, it means revealed or spoken. It means something different than just a written on a page. It means revelation. It means you understand that word. It means it comes alive to you. It's the revealed word of God. It's the, oh, I see it. Oh, I get it now. Let me give you an example. We just celebrated Christmas It's a powerful example right here. You know the Christmas story where all of a sudden the angel appears to Mary and she says to Mary, Mary you are blessed among women and you're gonna give birth to a son, and he's going to be the Savior, and his name's going to be Jesus, and you're going to call him God, he's going to be the Son of God, and, and all of a sudden, Mary's like, well, how's that going to happen? Mary's having this dialogue with this angel, because right then, she's in Logos, she's having this written word exchange, and the angel's going, here's what's going to happen, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and, and it's going to, the power of God's going to overshadow you, and the Holy Spirit's going to give you a, a child, and And Mary's like, still like, I just, I don't get that. It doesn't make sense to me. Let's take a look then in verse 37, Luke 1, 37. Here's what it says. Here's the exchange. And then the angel says this to her, for no word, that's the word, rhema, no revelation, from God will ever fail. And can I say this morning, no revelation, the revealed word, the, oh, I get it from God. When you get a revelation of the word of God in your life, power is released in your life to fulfill it. And so the angel says to Mary, no revelation from God will ever fail. And her response is this I am the Lord's servant. What do you For no rhema, no revelation from God will ever fail. And then all of a sudden, she gets it. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your rhema revealed revelation to me be fulfilled and at that moment she got pregnant here's an example of the difference all of a sudden here's this exchange with the angel and then all of a sudden that rhema revelation comes to her that's the word right there and once she had that revelation what did it do it activated her faith oh i get it you're right i believe and trust god i believe it to be unto me lord i believe that and all of a sudden the revelation, the powers released in our life. So we need revelation of the word. We need that, Ah, oh, I get it, I see it, to activate our faith. What a great example that is to you and I. So how do you get the Bible to come alive? Well, faith. How do you get faith? Revelation. Well, then the obvious question is, so how do you get revelation? I'm glad you asked. Number three, right here. Meditation, through meditation. Meditation activates revelation. Revelation activates your faith. Faith makes it come alive in your life. So when I say meditation, understand something, it may not happen the first time you read it. Just by looking at definition of the word. It could be a process of time. It takes time. It may not happen on the first pass through. That's why you need to spend time in the word. Slow down a bit, find some time, read it, ponder it, think it through, talk it through with others. Don't just check a box off like I did my daily devotion today. All right, I opened up my computer and up popped the scripture of the day, I read that. No, we're talking about the Bible. The word is God. God is the word. We're talking about needing uh, faith to come alive and that comes alive through revelation. Revelation comes alive through meditation. So we need to spend time on the word and going through the word of God. Look at Joshua 1.8. I'm sorry, 1.7 and then 8. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Look at the next verse. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, now listen, here's the then, but that's a conditional word. So it's based upon the condition of what was previously written then you will be prosperous and successful. Then keep this law, book of the law, always on your lips. Meditate, there's a word, meditate on it. You know that word literally meditate, going back to the Hebrew, because it's Old Testament. Meditate is that word like the example would be like as a cow chooses cud. Now first service, I said a cow had like seven stomachs and somebody told me it was only four, but still, so, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> and so look at a cow, a cow's not in a hurry for anything right a cow's out in the field cow's taking its time it's biting a clump of grass it's chewing on it chewing on it for a while getting some stuff out of it then a cow swallows it i'm not an expert on cows i'm eating them but not on like how they do so and then a cow swallows it and then it goes into one of those four stomachs and then what happens a cow throws it back up in its mouth regurgitates it or whatever back up in its mouth and then starts chewing on the same stuff again Why? Because obviously it's going to get some more stuff. God created it in a way to do that. So it's getting some more stuff on it, getting some more stuff out of it. Then it swallows it back down again. And then all of a sudden, later on, the cow brings it back up again. Starts chewing on it some more. That's the word right there in the scripture. You just don't read past it, you ponder it. You chew on it for a little bit, and then maybe you set it aside, and then you bring it back again. You you ponder that scripture later in the day. What was that scripture again? You go back over it again, and then maybe you set it aside for a little bit and do something what you need to do. Then you go back over it again, and I'm telling you, we need to learn the art of meditation. Not as a weird, spooky, goofy, weird Eastern religion thing, but we need it in the context of scripture where we will bring that scripture back up again, and back up again, and back up again. Why, because it's alive, And why? Because meditation then, all of a sudden, then the light bulb comes on. Oh! Because I've pondered on this scripture for a little bit now. I get it now. It's come back alive, and meditation leads to revelation, and revelation leads to activating your faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Listen, we need to understand this process, because if we'll dig in 2017 in this process, 2017 then has the potential to be our best year ever. Or... We can be like every other year and we don't increase our Bible time. We don't understand it any more than we ever did. We don't do any more meditating on the word than we did. We don't get any more revelation than we ever got and our faith is not ever activated any more than it ever was. And so we need to understand these principles because this makes this come alive. And the Bible says then, after you've meditated on it for a while, after you've applied it to your life, then you'll be prosperous and successful. Not before and not without that. We have to figure out how to get the Bible into our lives. Look at this verse, Jesus said this, Matthew 7, 24, 25, message paraphrase. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, not homeowners improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. A foundation is something you can build upon. Your life is only as strong as your foundation. Your home is only as strong as your foundation. Your marriage is only as strong as the foundation. They're foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. It is, the word is a solid foundation. Then he goes on to say storms are coming. That day is coming. Well, that's good news. No, that's planet Earth. That's what that is. That's just planet earth. And the rain came and beat against the house and the wind blew against the house and the only house that did not crumble was the one that had a good foundation. Every other home will crumble. There is no greater foundation than the word of God. What are you building your life on? But the person who's built his life on God's word, that house stands. We can't keep the storms from coming but you can do something that when they come, you don't fall. So how do I do that? What, What do I need to do? How do I get there? So here's where it begins. Let me give you a couple of things because I want you to be able to walk this out in life then. Number one, I must accept its authority. We need to accept the authority of God's word and that's an important statement especially t- today because the authority of God's word is under such attack. I mean it is. It's under such attack based on legislation, based on morality, um, popular culture things, uh, you name it. It's under more attack than it's ever been. on. Head on to direct attack, Supreme Court decisions or whatever that looks like. We need to accept it and not fall into a compromising position like the world does or secular Christianity. I mean, it's trying to permeate or penetrate every area of our life. We need to accept the authority of God's word. It is God's word. Therefore, it is supreme. And when, it, when I say must accept its authority, I'm really talking about it begins with your attitude. <clears throat> the attitude is how you're going to view it. How do you view God's word? Because today people are questioning all the writings, the authors. It's just a bunch of men, all this kind of stuff. It's not, and they're bringing other things in to try and water it down or change it. Your attitude is how you're going to view it. How, how you view it is based on your attitude. Is it just a good book from a good man? No. It's the inerrant, infallible, perfect word of God. And we need to accept it at that level. And so you might, yeah, amen. We need to accept it at that level. It is the infallible word of God. And that's our attitude about the word of God. Listen, you might say, well, there's things in there that I don't understand. Hey, there's things in there I don't understand. Can I say this? I've enjoyed the holidays because I ate a whole bunch of stuff that I don't normally eat. I'm paying for for it now, right? (laughs) But but I don't understand why that, uh, how my digestive system works. I'd like for it to work a little better, a little faster. I don't understand how I can eat all this stuff and this happened this and that. Hey, listen, because I don't understand how my digestion works doesn't mean I'm going to stop eating. Hmm. You know, I'm fixing to get an upgrade on February. I'm due for an upgrade on my iPhone, which I don't know. I'm going to upgrade, but I, I don't even use all the things back four or five g- upgrades ago or whatever. I, but talking to my kids, my kids are doing things on their phone and like they're taking these pictures and putting like animal faces on them and weird voices. I don't know what, I don't even know what all that is and send them. I don't know. How do you do that? How's that phone do that? That's how's that work? I don't know, but I'm not going to stop using my phone. I don't understand how that works, but I'm not going to quit using my iPhone. I don't understand how digestion works, but I'm not going to quit eating. So just because we don't understand the word of God, we stop reading it, we stop engaging in it, come on. We should be glad we don't understand everything in the word. Don't bring God down to your level of understanding. But what that means is we need to grow. We need to grow. You wanna understand more about God, get into his word more. So we need to grow, we need to accept its authority, even if we don't understand it. Hey listen, I know this culture has changed and I know all things have changed. Well that was written way back when. Can I say this? Cult, culture changes, but God doesn't. God's word stands supreme. First Thessalonians two thirteen. Look into this, and we also thank God continually because. And listen to this. When you received the word of God, and when that, that word received right there, when you go back to study it in its original language, the Greek. It's the Greek word "decomi." D e c o m i. It's a little different accents and stuff, but decomi. That's the Greek word, and that literally means welcoming a stranger. So when you have welcomed the word of God, even though you don't understand it and may be a stranger to you, when you have welcomed the word like you want to embrace and get to know it, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word but as it actually is the word of God which is indeed at work in you who believe. That word received literally means when you don't understand it, you still welcome it because you want to get to know it. You want to understand it. You want to spend time with it still. So that's our attitude. You need to accept its authority. I don't understand all there is about it, but if it's God's word, then I'm gonna welcome it into my life. We believe the word of God stands supreme. And let me say this this morning. We believe the word of God stands supreme here at Tree Alive. We don't add anything to it and we don't take away anything from it. And so if you hear me say anything that does not line up with the word of God, listen to the word of God, not me. Because it's the word of God that's most important. Listen to God's word. Okay, let me, number two. Now, I must assimilate it, I must assimilate its truth into my life. And that word assimilate means I need to work it into all the areas of my life. I need to mix it in. It can't just be a Sunday thing. It can't just be a Wednesday thing. It can't just be in my quiet time. I have to work it into my marriage. I have to work it into my finances. I have to work it into my parenting. I have to work it into my church. I have to work it into my health. I have to work it into my relationships. Listen, the Word of God has power and life. Why wouldn't I want to work it into every area of my life? The Word of God is God. Why wouldn't I want to work Him into every area of my life you can't compartmentalize this it's like i got this over here god but can you help me out and come and intervene in here give me your word over here but i got that you don't pick and choose the word it's all god and you may not agree with it or like it but that doesn't matter it's still god and it's his word and it still has life so how do i assimilate it into my life a couple easy things listen to it Listen to the word of God. And I'm preaching the choir because you're here on January 1. So God bless you. Listen to it. Perfect attendance. Start the year out. (laughs) Keep it up. Keep going. Don't just read it. Hear it. And let me say it this way. You need to strategically plan how much you're going to listen to it. And having said that, I just want to say this, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm always amazed when people come up sometimes and they'll say, man, I'm I'm, I'm glad we came today. And I always want to say, were you planning on not? You don't plan on coming to church every Sunday? Come on, pastor. Now, okay, and I got you. Vacation, stuff like that, I, got, I hear you. But we're talking about hearing the word of God that builds ultimately activates our faith. Uh, we're talking about hearing the word of God that, that, that brings revelation to our life and enables us to operate in the power of the word. We're talking about God himself. We need to make sure that we are strategically planning to hear the word of God as much as possible. And I'm talking about not just on Sunday or Wednesday. You can hear it throughout the week. You can re-listen to it. You can listen to podcasts. You can do those things. It's important for us to apply the word of God, listen to the word of God in our life. Can I say this? It was Jesus' custom to go every week to the temple and the synagogue. Every week. How is church not on our regular schedule? And sadly, regular attenders today are defined by attending once every three weeks. I'm like, how do you do that and activate your faith? How do you do that and build and grow your relationship when you sit under the word of God? Romans ten seventeen says this. So then faith comes by what? Hearing and what? Hearing by the word of God. You gotta listen to it. Find time to listen to it and not just once a week, or not just, certainly not once every three weeks. You got perfect attendance, keep it up. Find time throughout the week. You gotta read it, how to assimilate it. Mix it into every area of my life. You gotta read it. Read it like you're eating a meal. It's called the bread of life. (laughs) Read it like you're eating a meal. Now, some of you eat really fast. You might slow down a little bit, right? Eat it like you're, read it like you're eating a meal. Matthew 4, 4 says this. Excuse me. Matthew 4, 4. It says that we live by the word of God. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And let me say this. Listen, I'm all about electronic Bibles and on your phone app and your iPad. I'm all about that. I love that. I use mine. But I think everyone needs a paper Bible. I think everybody needs to have a paper Bible. Now, I'm going to say I don't bring my paper Bible to church. I've got a couple Bibles. This Bible is my favorite Bible. This Bible's 26 and a half years old. It needs to be recovered. It's got like I don't know, secret compartment thing going on there or whatever. It's got all these things. I open it up. Look, I got sticky notes from years ago. I got highlight and I got ri- things written. This one, I got things written all. You know what? You need, a, you need a paper Bible. Here's what somebody said one time. He said, the electronic Bible's everybody's Bible, but a paper Bible's your Bible. Now, I can't tell you where everything is located in the Bible, but I can tell you where it is in this Bible. It's about three quarters of the way back on the right hand side, the bottom corner Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? I'm flipping your Bible. Where's that at? It's like, oh yeah, it's on there. No little, oh, right up on the upper right-hand side. There you go. Listen, we need to cultivate a relationship with our Bible. We need to be Bible, Bible-ational. I don't know. Bible-relational. I don't know how you say it. We need to be that. We need to, we need to get into the Word. We need, to, we need to read it. We need to have, I'm all for the electronic things. Don't get me wrong, but we need that. That's just, that. My dad gave me that Bible before I went, right before I started Bible school. I started Bible school in 1990. My dad gave me that Bible. It's a Schofield uh, actually, I'm sorry, it's a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. King James Version, my dad, if you know my dad, he was King James, right? I've got me a different one since then, but get the Bible that fits you. We'll talk about that in another session. But listen, you need to read it, you need to get in on it. Hey, studies show that when you're talking about the digital Bibles, studies show <clears throat> that when you're reading the digital, digital reading does not retain as much information as paper reading. Studies show that, because there's too many distractions. It's too easy to get distracted. you got things popping up. you got things, all kinds of things going on then in the a, in a Bible. And there's something that happens when you're reading and flipping pages, like really doing that. Something happens in your mind, and you're further along than you were that does something in you. And Less distractions. You retain more out of a, out of a paper Bible. And I'm not saying the others are bad. I love them. And go, but everybody needs a paper Bible. And then have a plan. Have a plan to read. You need a plan to read. There's a lot of great plans. There's a one-year Bible. There's there's the YouVersion stuff has a plan. All kinds of plans out there. My mom told us years ago, read a Proverbs a day. There's 31 Proverbs. What's today? January 1? I should read Proverbs 1. Haven't done it yet. Read Proverbs 1 today. Do that. Have a Bible reading plan so you don't get bogged down. Can I tell you, you need to have a Bible reading plan because sometimes you get bogged down in some passages. They're just like, what is this about? Like if you spend time in the Old Testament, you can get bogged down easily on like infectious diseases and stuff like that. That's like... What's that? That's not very uplifting. There's all kinds of things. You can get bogged down to four chapters of begats. So-and-so had this person, this person, this person, this person. Listen, a Bible reading plan will help you get an Old Testament passage, a New Testament passage, a Psalm, a Proverb. Helps balance it all out. It's about maybe 15, 12 to 15 minutes. Read the Word. Amen? Read the Word. I got I to keep going. Listen, how do we assimilate it? Also, explore God's Word. Explore God's Word. Let me say the best way to explore God's Word. With other people. I'm talking about getting together. I'm talking about groups. You're going to hear us emphasize groups in a greater measure this year. We want to provide opportunities for you to get together with people and explore the Word of God together. We have Ladies Bible Study coming up. We'll have groups coming up. That's where you discuss it, where you talk about it, and then where you apply it. Psalms 119.11 says this, I have hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That means when you listen to it, you read it, and you explore it with other people, what happens? It gets inside you. When it gets inside you, what happens? That I might not sin against you. The more you have it inside you, the less you sin against God. Can we just literally translate that scripture right there? The more you have that in you, you've assimilated it, mixed it into every area of your life, the less that you sin against God. Last one, closing on this one. Number three, apply it apply the word of God to your life it is applicable for every area of apply the principles to your life when you apply the word of God the Bible says the blessings overtake you you don't have to pursue the blessings the blessings will pursue you when you apply the word of God to your life and you can use it in everyday life James 122 says this do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves you think you're doing good do what it says do what it says. Apply it to your life. You can't just come to church and say, okay, I went to church. You have to do what you hear. And you have to do what the Word says. Find a verse for everyday situations. You realize there's verses there for your finances? You guys are having fun. You want, you want 2017 to be, be your best year financially? Get some scriptures out. The Bible has a lot to say about scriptures. And then apply it. Do what the Word says. Do you have, what, what scriptures do you have for your marriage? The Bible has scriptures for your marriage. Well, what scriptures do you have about raising your kids? The Bible has scriptures about raising your kids. What scripture do you have about relationships? The Bible, I'm I'm waiting waiting until February for your relationship series. Start today by getting a scripture on relationships. What does the Bible have to say about health in your body? What does the Bible have to say about your mind, peace of mind? What does the Bible have to say about fear, about anger, anxiety? The Bible has a lot to say about that. Get the word of God and apply it to your everyday life. It's God. It's alive. It has a power. My heart, my hope is to stir up or inspire us in a greater capacity to be more in the word of God this year. If 2017 is going to be our best year ever as individuals and as a church, it's going to have to be our best year ever in the word. It's going to have to be. Why wouldn't we want it to be? Because it's God. God is alive, amen? Amen, God's a faithful God. My heart, my hope in this is to, in this month, come every week, bring somebody, especially we're starting the year out, bring somebody, we all need to hear this so we all can be more engaged in God's word. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org